It's the Backpack Club. It's Backpack Club Podcast. It's fucking Backpack Club Podcast, baby. Welcome to it. <laughs> Welcome to it. <laughs> Cookie Brownie. Suck. He's too soft. Maybe Ron yeah, needs some stats right now. Motivational guy. What's the diagnosis of his injury? Like, dude, I hope he gets burned. I have no idea. Truly, I have that too. Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that shit. Well, the thing is, thank God he's not a cap. What a dumb bitch. Figure it out, dude. Let's leave the mothers out of this. That was a terrible dog. Instagram does the same shit. Dick, dude. Ron didn't get a degree in fucking balls. The best at sucker. Well, if it's any cooler, I'll drink it. Viewer discretion advised. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Backpack Club. Just like, subscribe. Let's Love go. You guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Backpack Club. I'm JP. Nickname's Gator. What's going on? And is Big Nate over here. What's up, everybody? Late on the interest. Yeah, we'll see you there, Nate. We're back though. <laughs> Air needs his gap. Um, bitches better wearing anyway, jimmies. Episode seventy six. Uh, we got some drunk thoughts. We got some survivor recap. We got a couple a episodes, maybe, but definitely about the last episode. And of course, talk about the absolute just Ass massacre the Celtics just put on the Nets and Kyrie fucking Irving. Him over. Like Kyrie. Him over. Fuck Kyrie. Damn. Smell you later. Um, but numbers, number 76. Uh, if you've seen Space Jam, you know who this guy is. His name is Sean Bradley. You know the tall, skinny white guy? Yeah. Yeah, that he gets his flowers taken away from him, <laughs> even though he never had power to even play. I was that gonna himself. say that's He's fucking hilarious. But it's hilarious that was in he was in that movie, but yeah. Sean Bradley was in Space Jam, the first the original, the better one. The only Space Jam. Was it only Space Jam? Didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Nate. Yeah, Nate. Whoever did it's probably a loser in it or something. I don't know. To me. I'm gonna have to go with old Patriot, Sebastian Vollmer. Oh. Seventy six. Mm-hmm. You see won. that picture of Edelman and uh, Gronk in the, in the tub? tub? Yeah, 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 I did. Getting yeah. worried. Getting worried. <laughs> Why? Yeah, oh, Edelman is going to sign on the Bucks. You never know, James. You never know with these guys anymore. Yeah. Right. That'd be wild. But actually, all right. Never mind. I'll that later. <laughs> uh, I had Jose Iglesias from 2010 to 2011 with the Red Sox. He wore <laughs> 76. You know. I just started looking up that. Yeah, I usually just go for the baseball players. <laughs> yeah, that first came in the league and they couldn't get their own number. Right. So they so were wearing a right. random ass number. Um, but yeah, we got a great episode um, on tap. And also, we're going to talk about the new Miley album, Miley Cyrus album. So stay tuned. Some heat. We're going to review some fire. Some of us only listen to some of the album, but we'll give you. To give you our feedback because you know Miley Cyrus is our girl, and uh, queen. we, we queen. are Miley Cyrus podcast. So stands, stands. Anyways, let's get right into it. There's a stranger in my bed. There's a pounding in my head. Glitter all over the room. Pink flamingos in the pool. I smell like a mini bar. DJ's passed out in the yard. Bobby's on the barbecue. This a hickey or bruise? Pictures of last night ended up online. I'm screwed. Oh well. It's a blacked out blur, but I'm pretty sure it ruled. start off a little drunk high thoughts now nathan i don't know if you touched on this before but you might have in a in a different setting maybe not this segment but my high thought is thinking about high how, how high our federal reserve is 
over these past couple of years, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I just, you know, we're always talking about, you know, gas prices up every day. Mm. Inflation. Mm. Inflation is huge. Mm. You know, um, you know, lumber's pricey. Uh, trying to build a house is just like impossible. Mm-hmm. Trying to go buy a house is impossible. Um, mm-hmm. But let me, I'm going to read you a couple statistics. And I don't know if give you've it, heard. Give these. it to me, baby. Um, but at the start of 2020, the Federal Reserve had about $4 trillion, which was about 40% of what was of U.S. dollars out in the in the world right okay okay and uh over these last two years the federal reserve is now up to 20 trillion dollars and now 80 percent of the u.s federal reserve is out there so so 20 million uh 20 trillion more in debt so wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, basically, basically, I'm getting to the point where we've just been oh, we're just allocating our money, money at unprecedented amounts. And this is no, I'm sure there's no real big news to anybody, but it's still nuts when you look at the whole, the whole fucking thing. It's like, uh, hold on, let's look at this. I'll read this off. At the start of 2020, there was four trillion dollars in trillion in circulation, right? Yeah. So on January 4, 2021, the number increased to 6.7 trillion. Then the Fed went into overdrive. By October 2021, the number climbed to 20 trillion dollars in circulation. I get what you're saying. So, uh, so that's basically 80 percent of the U.S. dollars out in existence right now. It's yeah. pretty worrisome. I mean, um, in my eyes, the system, the uh, system's kind of fucked. And when you raise the minimum wage gap, and then when you raise but the problem, cost of and, the, and that's everything. another problem, Steve. Fucks everything. That all these prices are going up, but all everyone's wages are staying the same. Right. That no, is they the raise, definition. They minimum wage that is the definition of inflation. Later. So, actually, so I just heard this today, but during the first quarter of this year, the we had the United States had negative GDP growth, which technically constitutes like a recession like technically and we Um, haven't had negative gdp growth in a a very long time like i think like like what i think uh the 80s they said that's what i was going to say yeah i really blame the 40 years and yeah i mean well maybe not the initial shutdown but like you know maybe like making everyone like worrisome, you know, stay at home when we got the vaccination, maybe people should have been encouraged, you know, to get back out into the economy more versus like shutting down the economy again. Um, and like making everyone just fucking worried about like Omicron and all that shit, but you know, what can you do? And I, unfortunately I think it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Not to play. Well, Fauci just said we're out of pandemic mode. Well, not even with that. I mean, just like all that yeah, shit that's gone on with like, I mean, money. financial, like all the the lockdown in China's and like all that that's shit. Like nuts. we haven't even like felt the supply chain wave from like any of that yet. Mm. And like there's going to be like. But the difference between us and China, the right. difference between us and China is, yes, China's hurting as well, but they're more controlled. Like their government literally controls everything, whereas everything's a free flow here of like i guess just you know free trade i that's all i can explain it really just because it's just oh free business i don't even know well so i mean when i was in fucking college i hated economics but i kind of wish i paid attention more afterwards now but it like if when you have global like free trade it just makes everything more efficient like easier to run like People in fucking, I don't know, wherever you drill, wherever these oil plants, obviously, this is prevalent to right now. Like, they have a huge supply on oil because they're able to produce it at rates that other countries can't. So we can trade with them. You know what I mean? Nate, I don't know how many times in in economics classes 
I have <laughs> draw the little stupid, diagram, <laughs> stupid diagram where you know you got the, the line going up like the graph. And I dude, fucking I, hated that. I, I couldn't even tell you. I still don't even know it. I, still I hated don't that. Even know. I didn't get it at all. I because totally agree. It was. I think every shit. single class we kind of makes drew sense. that diagram. Every single class we drew that diagram and wrote something different on it. And yep. I was just like, "What are we doing here? I what hated are we doing? that class, bro. Economics. Yeah. Is tough. Economics. Unfortunately, but, the future's not looking great. But but that's the thing yeah. is everyone everyone keeps so, saying they're they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna hold on to build their house they're gonna wait to go and uh go into an apartment and wait till these prices go down but they're n- i don't see them going down well the I other guess. problem is is that we just want to keep spending money <laughs> like yeah if they they're and when still you trying to pass money out, build back better which is gonna increase that thing a shitload and all the money goes to the rich all the money goes to the rich and at the end of the day, is that not true? Probably. But I know I'm getting into something different, but goes to Elon. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's scary. <laughs> I'm gonna start saving buy, money. Buy world, save man. some money Gotta on this Atlas yeah. grind. Steve, what you got? Yeah, mine's a little downplayed from what James came at us with. So sorry. A little bit no, easier. No, no. I like the discussion. I really did. I really enjoyed it. It is a little bit lighter. I was thinking, dude doing you know a lot of drivings and i was just thinking when we have kids <laughs> do you guys think we'll have to like do what our parents did and bring them out driving or do you think all cars will be self-driving pretty much and they'll be like you guys fucking drove these things i think they'll still be i think we still gonna have to drive because i don't think the like but then you see like oh um like for example, we're, thinking like, we're probably gonna be in like our 40s Audi. when they're when they're like 16 or so. So that's in like 20 no, no, but years. Think about like a company like Audi. Like, uh, they, I I've seen like videos of like their their insane electric car, like self driving car with no like wheel or no nothing in it. You just mm. sit in it. Yeah. It's like when are those gonna become like the new a, normal? A, yeah, exactly. Like it seems like that's like not until like 60 years. It seems like I don't think that's why they developed super far away, JP. And I personally, in that situation, would never want one of those cars because I'm afraid someone could just like override it and just like make me crash into something and or drive off of a bridge without my control. You know what I mean? But what I was going to say to Steve's question, um, I feel like at some point they're going to like. Develop. Like taking driver's ed, dude, or like even if they'll be able to drive at 16. Like, well, I feel like community transportation is going to be like the next like big innovation, maybe like that will improve like climate change or whatever. All these climate change people like do some sort of big community monorail system that can transport a lot of people to places and then fucking you get cars off the road with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, electric monorail systems. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, our monorail systems are behind by like fucking four. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So bad. It's so old. It's <laughs> so bad. But um, <laughs> like I if was they get say, one across the country and then across like areas in like states, I think that would get a lot of cars off the road. We you know, will forever, though, need oil. And right. And like whether that not Once be with go, cars or it, it is. But we're like oil's not going away anytime soon. So it's hard for me to believe that fully atomic cars are going to be like a thing while we're, you know, driving our parents around. Kids. Kids around. Sorry. I'm hoping I'm not driving my mom's ass around. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, got a, I got a couple drunk high thoughts. So I'll just fire you at you. A guys, couple. Like, Give it to me. But, uh, do you guys think you can walk a mile in 10 minutes? Can I fast walk? Walk? Uh, you can walk relatively quickly, like a, like, a solid pace. So a solid like walk, if, you well, have to have no, one wait, foot Steve, on the ground at all times. Steve, so if we're walking into the Patriots Stadium, we're walking I'm like quick. a I'm little quick. bit. You're walking a little bit slower than that because okay. that's a little fast. That's how I walk now. I'm, I'm a bulldozer. Hey, watch out. I know. I know. Fucking freight train. I'm like LeBron. Just a little bit slower than that, though. Okay. But the only reason I think about this is because when I'm running on a treadmill, 
like I feel like no matter what speed I'm running on the treadmill, like the treadmill automatically makes it so that like if you basically can only run a mile, it like it takes you nine to ten minutes to run a mile. Basically, no matter what speed you're running at it on the treadmill. Right. But in real life, if I'm running outside, it would only take me probably like six to seven minutes. Right. So like, I wonder what you think if you're going to walk around the track at Conan, you know, four times, how long could you get it in 10 minutes? I don't think so. So so I just looked up an average. uh, Oh, wait, that's the world record Um, for (laughs) speed walkers, speed walkers. And it's five minutes and 36 seconds. Dude, no. that's faster than a lot of people can run a mile. So that's Dude, that's ridiculous. Insane. That's pretty insane. So I'm starting to think that I can't. There's got to be some hovering in that, dude. I don't know. Like, if to me, you got to do one lap. Walking at a fast pace, to me, walking at a fast pace is more tiresome than jogging out a simple mile. Yeah, you're probably right. Just, I feel like I'm more exuding. I don't know. I think you are exerting more energy. You're putting you're more weight your on your body steps. more. You're, you're moving more your weight body on your more, steps, I feel, I feel like. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I can. I think I could probably do it in 12 minutes. I don't know about 10. That would kill my hips. That would just I'd, be, I'd be down to try, but it's like kind of a waste of like 15 minutes. Don't <laughs> like, waste. Yeah, I'm going to go Terrible walk a idea. mile at the track. Terrible <laughs> idea. But it would be hilarious. That's like, that's like, you know, I compare that to like, if it's, you know, totally 85 degrees and sunny out, that's like, <laughs> I'm just going to go to the driving range instead of playing nine holes, you know, <laughs> like I'm, 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 if I'm going to the track, I'm going to, I'm going to run. I'm not going to fucking walk. Okay. This isn't some ease rockathon. Also, not going to the track. All right, so also not going to the track. Exactly. (laughs) uh, Second thought. I'm going to the golf course. I sent this this to the group chat. But do you think that men contribute more to climate change automatically than women because we use less toilet paper than them? Hmm thing is and how much do you think that helps i would say (laughs) i would say the average man shit is bigger than the average woman's shit so i would say so i would say sometimes i almost have to double wipe so you're saying you make up for it twice every time you might make up for it yes whereas a a woman a woman might have to just do you know one swipe paper for when they pee and and then like when they shit it's not it's not gonna be a a, a man shit you know I'm maybe girls they might have the the rare occurrence where they have a, i don't know dude uh, you know a, a <laughs> nice women take mexican some burrito <laughs> mexican burrito on a tuesday night <laughs> and next morning they're feeling it you know it's i just think that uh, Girls always do say period. I don't. Bad I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know about. <laughs> and then my last one. We were talking about uh, Jules and Gronk or whatever for a second, but I was going to say this a couple weeks ago. I didn't because we didn't do this, but I I don't think it could happen this year. And I, I think there was a chance it could have, but then it didn't. But eventually maybe Brady Gronk, and Tyreek Hill in Miami. I think the Miami and maybe stuff Jules is done. I think the you Miami think it's stuff. all done now. I do. I do. I still think it could happen, but maybe it is because like of the Brian Flores stuff. Control over in Tampa. Well, now that he Bruce Arians isn't there, yeah, he pushed his fat ass out. <laughs> Red face fuck. Yeah. All right, so that's all I got. But uh, Gator, why don't you give us a wheel before we talk about Survivor? I'll give you a wheel. The first time I thought about that was after Tyreek went there, and I was like, ooh. Honestly, it probably could have happened like a year ago, but. Well, remember when they said, um, let's go. Remember when Nathan. they said there was one team? Cheers. Got Blue Moon. That, uh, like, I think Brady, like, 
they told Brady. You didn't they want me? Yeah, exactly. You want yeah. the other guy? That was Miami. Yeah. That's when they had Fitzpatrick, right? Could you imagine if you went to Miami, dude, went to another AFC East team? We had to play That'd be twice, insane. twice a year. That'd be tough. I would hate him so much. I know. That would that would have been a lot different. Oh, that would have <laughs> been so much different. That would have been so bad. All right. Let's I'd be like Favre going the Vikings, too, but even like 20 times worse. Let's get right into some Survivor. Survivor. Uh, another another fantastic episode. Just it's getting better just because dwindling, dwindling JP. down numbers. Things are elimination. Um, real quick, because we didn't mention what happened last week. Yes. Um, I think we can just mention who got voted off. I think I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who was it? Fucking Chanel, I believe. Yes, it, yes, was. it was. Chanel went home. And the vote was kind of swung by, like, Mike. A lot of other people fucking – I can't read my notes. It was late. They did that PB&J reward, and Dre got a lot of shit. That's what I remembered from the last week episode. Yep. Dre's got a lot of smoke. But, all right, we can go to this week. Um, But anyways, uh, we'll start it off with, um, I guess – the beginning where because they put they kind of played out the beginning a little bit longer than before they got the immunity challenge. But because this one, this one, I mean, there's only one immunity challenge in this or one challenge in this entire episode. Right. Right. But oh, we're talking. Romeo's kind of on the outs at the start of it. And, you know, he's kind of panicking him and Omar kind of trying to work together. But. I so kind of fuck in, with Omar. I like I like that pick, Steve. I feel like you have him. But yeah, so pick. basically, just leading up to the mini challenge, it's it's High versus Romeo, and then lo and behold, the challenge they get separated into two teams: High and Romeo on the same team with Roxroy, Omar, and Mike. Yep. Yep. And then the other team was just loaded. First of all, when you put Lindsay and Jonathan together, team, crush. the team. It's just unstoppable. I mean, Lindsay's already won two immunity fucking necklaces. No, 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 no. Or, uh, I mean, uh, Tori, 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 Tori was on that team. Tori was also on the team. Excuse but me. Yeah. Is the Andrea, classic? All the women who are good at balancing. It's a balance yeah. challenge. But it was the classic survivor, you know, balance beam on in the water. You know, they move up, but tides this were a uh, ripping. This was like, you know, like. An insane challenge just because it was over amplified with the wind and the and the, the tide and it was it was insane. It, it looked very hard, very hard. People fell Dude, in the first ten they seconds. Didn't even get up to the second like thing. No, on they the didn't. Because I think they they were on for three minutes. minutes. Yeah, is it three minutes? No, three it's every minutes? ten minutes. Every ten minutes you move up. Right, but they were on minutes. it for like three minutes total. Wild, <laughs> but the the blue and orange team the uh so they're. One, whoever won from the blue side won immunity. Whoever won from the orange side won immunity. Uh, the ultimate winner, the last man standing, wins a reward for the uh, team food, um, which ultimately ended up being Jonathan. Jonathan. Lindsay, hanging on. I mean, just an absolute beast. Somehow he stayed on. He had a couple iffy moments. I totally I thought, thought he was falling, falling down. Or at least going to put his hands Because they do the thing where they, like, cut to one person, like, about to fall, and then they catch themselves, and then always, like, the second person they cut to that's, like, about to fall always They falls. get you with the music. <laughs> I know. They were yeah. me with it. It was a lot of anticipation. Sure. But, uh, uh, excuse me, but High won the <laughs> the other one. He yeah. won the other immunity necklace. On the orange squad. But big for Jonathan. Uh, big guy stays in the game. Love that. Um, even though I don't have him. But uh, right. the real interesting part was after, you know, the both teams separated. Uh, two people were going home uh, since two people won immunity. Um, so and there were split votes. So they they sent in the first group, which was yes. the tribe that lost with high. So, so we'll talk about the men that, went in first. Talk about. um I guess that. Yeah, we'll talk about that, that part. Yeah. The first group. The first group, which was High, Romeo, um, Roxroy, Mike. 
Rox Roy, and Mike, Mike and Omar. And Omar. And Omar. And High has immunity. And you, in you the beginning it. episode, Rox Roy trying to make an all boys alliance. Never uh, done. Never done in Survivor. Yeah. And, you know, of course, this is taken the wrong way. I don't way think Rox Roy's watched a lot of Survivor. I don't need, I don't need to be part of, a, <laughs> part of that toxic masculinity, which I fucking hate that term now. It is way overblown. But um, uh, Romeo just, you know, just fighting for a spot, I guess. He kind of struggled with high. High realized that can't can't vote on a motion. Um, Got to vote well, on I think I think it was a good time to take out Rox Roy, honestly, because I think Romeo's like just due to get voted out. The way the I time, see it, but... it, it, it's whoever poses the biggest threat to you winning the game. That should be your end game decision on the vote. But also at the same time, like uh, there's times where an easy layup vote comes in your lap and you, and that obviously is the biggest, but. Because the thing is he could have turned shit on Roxroy the next week, told all the girls like, Hey, Roxroy is trying to make an all guys alliance. Played his cards right. Got him out a week later. Got Romeo on the same week. My dad know? is bumping Tyler Childers right. out in the living room. And I mean, freaking everyone fucking doesn't like Romeo right now. So they just look at it like, all right, well, we can just get him out next vote. For sure. For sure. Um, but that could bite you in the ass if you keep doing that and you keep putting him off and putting him off. And then he ends up winning. And, you know, like someone like Erica, you know, <laughs> just uh, lingers, lingers. Who's the lingerer? There's always linger. a lingerer. Linger well, ultimately, ultimately, uh, you have to. Get it was it, I guess Mike was. Can you hear that? You have to. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> no, I, I could kind of hear it for a second. The music or no? Yeah, I can yeah. hear it a little bit. Anyway, we're gonna get uh, a copyright fine or something. <laughs> <laughs> copyright infringement for my oh, no, voice. I might have to plug in my headphones just so I don't get a cease and desist. I really can't hear it that loud, JP. So no, I think it's you're fine. okay. Unless um, it's affecting you. No, it's not. It it's all it, every time I we podcast it, he's blasting music in the <laughs> living room. So um, but ultimately I think Mike was the swing vote to yeah. get Rox Roy out. So 100 percent Yeah, they got Mike to go along. Yeah, um, I don't think it's really gonna. I, see, it always pisses me off though because when the other tribe comes in, they're they're all so shocked. Well, like no we talked about what, that before be when they show up at challenges and they see one person going, like, "Oh my it's, god!" It's it's but actually it's like, almost it's, worse that Marianne was in that second group because no matter who she saw, she was gonna be like, "Oh my god!" You got <laughs> but it's like it's like it's not like to me. Uh, it, Rox Roy is portrayed to be like like a nobody in this game so far. And like, he wasn't a part of that big alliance that they've made. And it, it it's, it's just so stupid. And I mean, it like, you know, the person, a person's getting voted out, like, and with that tribe, it, like if it was, if it was either Mike or high going home or Omar, maybe uh, I think, that's when it's like the shock factor probably kicks in, but like rocks Roy and Romeo. I obviously Romeo was the thought that people thought, but who do you think um, should have got who, who did you want to go home? Did, did well, I think rocks Roy. I, yeah. I to be honest with you, I can't wait till high goes home. I, I, I think that guy has way too much <laughs> control and I think he manipulates the fuck control. out of people. And I, and Romeo's right when he's talking about his, he's like, this guy is nuts. Like, but that's what well, happens in every season. Like there's always it, it like the dynamics of the show are like similar every season where like uh like there's always one person are that you know like I like I should say there's always people that butt heads and there's always a clip like I don't know, you know. I, I was I was waiting for you to say something about the challenge, but it never came. No, dude What's uh, that? Or whatever show you what's that? I thought you watched the challenge that you're gonna. Be oh, there. I thought you oh, yeah. the actual challenge in the game. No, no. <laughs> yeah, what, what about the challenge? <laughs> about what you were just saying. I thought you were gonna drop a reference from there. <laughs> no, I, I no. was gonna say like. No, it's the, okay. The problem, the problem with the the problem with comparing it to the challenge is the same. Like, uh, usually like the same people come back 
and do the challenge. And there's usually like six new people. So it's whereas Survivor, there's a whole different cast every right. season. Um, I think I might yeah. regret not getting Romeo out right there, though, because that might come to bite him in the ass. Him in the ass. Romeo wants to get him out, which he obviously does. Like, I don't know why, but all right. He so the other line with the girls, the other group. Oh, uh, yeah. The orange team was a little bit different tribal. All women uh, and Jonathan. unprecedented tribal, actually, I would say. Um, kind of a weird discussion because Dre was so thrown off that Rocks Roy got thrown on it. And then it just totally got blown out of proportion. And obviously she well, threw backtrack a, bit this a, a little bit because threw, threw a bit of a race bomb down on the whole entire show. Um, which I think was a little bit out of line because yeah, I, think, I think JP is describing this kind of poorly, but why? they walked into for the the listener that may not have listened they walked into tribal and uh they all saw that the person had gotten Roxroy had gotten voted out and drea marianne tori Lindsay, and jonathan were all taken aback but drea and well yeah at first it was just drea but she was obviously very upset that there seemed to have been a subconscious trend, you know, representative society, America's societies. And she dropped a bit of a race card and it was interesting. Like JP was just saying, you know, but my, very my, interesting. my whole, you know, basis off of this though, is you go back to the whole episode and you go back to the previous episode, I believe, where in their discussions to, you know, voting people out, did they include the race card? Right. I don't Dre, think Dre helped pull the First strings all, to Mike's, vote Chanel Mike's out. Mike's number one basis of getting Chanel out was that Chanel was a liar and she couldn't get her story straight at all. And that's why she was voted out ultimately. And Mike was in the alliance. Uh, Rox Roy was, again a non-factor in this game, not a power player whatsoever. Um, and easily could have been voted out. And again, uh, I don't think it could have been that there was one discussion where race was a part of the fact. So, um, and, but I think, so I, I think obviously Jonathan raises voice about that JP and, um, I agree with you in saying that as well, but I think what she was trying to get at was that she doesn't like seeing that the first four, like potentially the first three, you know, maybe the, after the next week, four members of the jury were all African-Americans when like they want to represent obviously their, their race um, or their ethnicity and get far in the game because it, like she said, it's very important to them. And, but and still an interesting way was gonna get voted out. She she was gonna get voted she's out a threat, for this tribal though, because she has idols and she has, guess what? I, she has three advantages, which is the most out of anyone in the game. So it would have been what? a good time to take her out. Jonathan is a little bit power hungry. He just won immunity. This he realizes that this is a good time to make a power move. Make a move. Right. And uh which I was gonna ask you guys, like, do you think that even though you have immunity, like, um, is it always the right time to strike at that moment to take out a big player? Because I don't I, think so. I don't think so either. Because first of all, that. you first of all you want to assume you're going to win again. <laughs> but secondly, yes, it puts a target on your back. Maybe the first time you kind of take it easy, and then the second time maybe then you try to do a little something more aggressive. And he always and Mike, he Mike always talk. talks about how he always talks about how he, like he's the back like the big back. guy he's the target, and how he doesn't sound want to sound like a you know a dick to these guys to these uh, girls I guess <laughs> he's talking to specifically with Lindsay he had a tough time talking to her <laughs> that they was didn't, hilarious clearly didn't uh, but and then uh, to come back to the Drea thing Marianne hopping on that train just 
made me. Dude, even that more was angry. actually hilarious because she just threw away an idol for like no reason. No reason yeah. at all. Zero reason. They would have still voted out Tori. So dude, they could have both held on to it. That idol. Yeah. So ultimately, so ultimately, dude, they uh, probably could have Drake, both hold it onto it. They probably could have. That's crazy. The hidden immunity idol because she doesn't want to go out, which is not like a bad play, but it was under underlying circumstances that I disagree with. And then Marianne plays her idol, which ultimately had Lindsay and Tori on the table. <laughs> Just um, wait till next week where they show the clip of Marianne where she's like, fuck, I probably shouldn't have wasted my idol. <laughs> what the fuck yeah, was but, I thinking? Okay, the thing is, Drea's got Why'd like I do four, that? four other advantages in her pocket. I know that's the thing too. She she does have well, Drea. I think Drea idol. still needed to play it because if Drea didn't play it, I think yeah. Jonathan might have still voted for her with Lindsay and whatever swing they for sure, make. for sure. So ultimately, they didn't even vote. Tori, uh, I was between Tori and Lindsay, just like a verbal and agreement. The whole tribe basically <laughs> agreed that they would uh, vote Tori. So Tori just did her shot in the dark, and ultimately. Not safe, which I was kind of hoping she would. Dude, end. I was hoping it was going to be safe, safe, dude. Good thing uh, she was smart enough to say that because it was so like spur of the moment, and it was pouring rain. I don't know if they. Like, I do think have, she's smart. If she didn't say that, I don't know if they would have told her. Oh wait, you can do your shot in the dark right now. I think she would have just gone home. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if she didn't yeah. say that, I don't think they would have let her do that. So, props to her for at least thinking of it. I, I think she's. She's smart like that. She's quick-witted in a little bit. Um, I could see her coming back. It just it went into out for the next episode. Could come be back. a little, little wild. I, th- I think, I think you're gonna see uh, a lot of dramas. Uh, a different kind of alliance form. You, uh, you want to know what the problem with uh, Tori was? Is episode one? You just go and you look for an idol for like 20 minutes. You don't think anything's She's happening. Too aggressive. Too aggressive. You gotta Way wait. Too aggressive. Never look for an idol on the first three days. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. You don't need that in the beginning. It's of the a game. long work game. Work on work on your relationships. Exactly, dude. You don't work need on it your at relationships. All. You know, make friends. Don't go look for idols by yourself like a creep. No. <laughs> but that pretty much too too aggressive trying to make friends. Do the creep. That, that pretty much wraps up the survivor talk. Keep coming down. Hopefully they Survivor. do one whole big individual immunity challenge next week. Well, they got uh they're down to the eight. They're down to the final eight. eight. Right. So. Correct. Um Elite Eight. It's gonna get dicey. It's gonna get dicey. It's gonna get dicey. But I, I think I have Marianne and Lindsay still. So I, I, have, say, I, didn't Omar. I have high. I know Fuck, I have high. high. Oh. Fucking Tori went home, so She's gone. Lindsay's a, Lindsay, Lindsay's a beast. And I feel like she keeps. She's in the middle of the pack right now. She can get a lot of votes if she makes it to the final. Yeah, James has Lindsay and Marianne. Gator has Dre and Omar. I have High. Parker has Mike and Jonathan, and the field has Romeo. Ooh, the fields. The field. Fucked. The field lost Chanel and Roxroy recently, which really hurt him. You know? That sucks for the field. But I have the so, same amount of people as the field, so it only takes either, one to win. You can either keep this in the pot or not, but do you think our picks were I like Lindsay. Driven? I like <laughs> – What'd you say? That's hilarious. No, I don't. But I don't uh, think so either because I have Marianne. <laughs> I have Dre and Omar. I have High. Dude, we all have a person of color. Dude, uh – JP, I think Lindsay's a good pick. I think she could cause some damage. Anyways, we should move on. Same with Omar. To not our, not um, Mike and Jonathan. Sorry, Parker. Fuck you, Parker. Quick. Parker's shit. in Puerto Rico, by the way. Puerto we didn't say Rico. that. But he's in the Puerto Rican. Vacation boy. Cheers. Yeah, vacation boy of the year. Yeah. Took the towel from James. One, two, three. See you later. Yeah, quick, quick. Uh, oh move on here uh to a little discussion we've been wanting to talk about here um nate's kind of i think experienced this maybe more in college obviously i have too i've come across people who have experienced this um or been a part of it and that is you know going to high school or, or any school really 
that is either an all boys school or an all girls school. And I, we're just, you know, pondering the fact if like we would like that or, you know, we would send our kids to that. And I guess I'll just leave we it. We also that. touched on it kind of last week too. We were like, I mean, what the fuck's up with these all boys schools? And then we talked about it for a second. Is James, we James brought up Shane, right? Cause Shane goes to an all boys. Yeah. So, so I, so I have a couple. What's your, uh, I what sent, are the opinions? Sent Shane there? a message. Shane, Shane a message. I said, Give me your pros and cons from your point of view of going to an all boys school. Um, all right, word. And I'll start with the pros. And he said, great sports teams. Nobody cares how you dress or what you look like. And he used to talk about how, like, you know, kids just like farting, you know, and not giving <laughs> a shit. Like, no one gives a shit. Like, you're not around any girls. So who gives a shit? Like, let her rip. Right. JP, um, that's hilarious because uh, my source is actually Pablo, but he said one of his things was that everyone rips ass all the time. Yeah, so it gives a shit. Yeah, I wouldn't get annoying though because I really don't. Like that's another thing. Is, like, everyone, everyone gets along. You're at a test uh, and someone just rips. So ass. I think that's also a con though too. Yeah, the way I hate smelling other farts, dude. So there's Gross. so there's no Gross. no fights, no fights. I find that um, very surprising. Maybe that's just Shane. I do too, actually. Uh, cons. It's a lot of testosterone. Said, I think there's said, some fights in Pablo's school. <laughs> obviously, like went to a... he said there's no girls, so that's a con. Um, very competitive, and people live far away from each other because it's it's usually a private school. And uh, oh, that's interesting. And I asked if it, like if they did like special events with like other schools like an all girls school or something like that. And he said like an all girls school didn't open up until like the year after he left. Uh, oh, that sucks. On, huh? Cause I was um, going to say, usually they have a sister school. That's what they're right. Calling. Right. Um, you sneak over there, but bang. And bang. You know, <laughs> me personally, bang. you know, bang. I just, the, the difference, see, I, it's almost like talking about, you know, private school and public school in a sense I just think you get different. You just get a you just get a different experience. Like, like we got a different experience because we went to uh, the poor school in New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. We did go to a very very small, and you just get people school. that have a you know more of a rough background than you would maybe if you go to one of these you know all boys academies, you know yeah. where they're touching each other, but. Oh yeah. Sorry. 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 I didn't I, I, that's a low blow. Low blow. Low blow, um, but you know, maybe warranted. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. But I, we love you, Shane. We love you. Yeah. I, and I'm it, sorry this if is not a knock. Fondled. It's not a knock. And I'm sure I'm sure that if you went to an all boys academy, you get that joke like all the fucking time. Yeah. But probably it's hard not to believe. <laughs> and you're probably gay too. It's okay. <laughs> but I, I love the gays. And you, you almost, in a sense, I think, have to, like, work to, like, obviously, you, you still got to, like, go, you know, approach a girl or whatever. But in terms of in this situation, like, you almost got to, like, seek someone out to, like, you know, meet them. Like, I found it hard. You you have to have pre-existing, like, I had pre-existing friends going into college, correct? Right. So, I feel like you almost have to have pre-existing friends if you ha- are going into high school. Well, JP, I didn't think about that, but um, yeah, like if if you're not so like if you're in an all boys school and you're not socializing with the other like gender, then like how do you expect to socialize with them like in the real life if you haven't had practice like school about like learning how to interact with other people? <laughs> you know what I mean? So. If you don't know how to do it, if you're not being taught to do it's it, that, I don't it's know. that toxic masculinity. But then know? if you, there aren't girls, you know, in your class, you know, you're not always like chasing after girls. Can you focus on your studies better? Would you have gotten better grades in an all boys school? And how uh, awkward is it if you got a random boner too? That's, oh. a, good, that's a good point, Steve. An RB? An, an RB? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's <laughs> tough. That's, that's tough. Because <laughs> I mean, it happens, dude. They sneak up on you randomly. Math. Listen, listen. If my parents sent me, if my parents sent me to an all boys school, first and foremost, there has to be uh, a person of the other gender as a teacher, like in the school. Like it can't just be. All dudes, like I have to I think most of like, them do have women. Teachers. Like this isn't even like try to sound like gross <laughs> as like a dude. There's still more women teachers than males. This isn't trying to sound like gross as like a dude, but like like I physically need to see like a girl like in a day. Like I, I don't know. I just don't want to see dudes all day. Like, <laughs> like yeah, dude, just fuck that. Like <laughs> and for some strange Sounds terrible dude, dude they uh. And for some strange reason, I got an erection. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> laughed and they backed away. They were looking at me like I was gay. <laughs> just sitting in like English one on one. But you just don't get that. the you don't get the same experience as like a you know for a prom or a, ho- oh, a homecoming yeah. dance. Like it just it's it's totally different, and it it makes you have to work. As a dude, if you really believe in your sexuality, I think. <laughs> I assume the they don't the day, even just, have problems. At the end of the day, you just got to call no homo. And if like, you don't I'm, know what I'm talking about, go look it up on YouTube. Like, I'm thinking like... Greatest over, song of all time. Over 50% of dudes that go to an all-boys school have uh, an app of some sort, whether that be Tinder, Hinge, uh grinder bumble anything like that <laughs> like they have it like they like easily you know over 50 percent easily i bet i don't know if you want to say population over 50% probably gay. Has it. i thought that's what you want to say <laughs> no that's only a convo <laughs> boom roasted uh, boom roasted peterborough we're always you striking guys. at you <laughs> but yeah i guess that's pretty much our just fired discussion <laughs> on that no knock on those who no see at the softball tournament all gender schools all one gender beat us at adams but steve wheel yeah i'm surprised i mean shane probably went to a very nice school so there probably wasn't a lot of fights it was a nice school uh christian brothers academy cba yeah multiple uh nhl players went there cool Oh, oh, oh yes! I, I say, thought Nate was yeah. about to get a double time. I was about to say, "Let's fucking go." That happened last time. It like was like teetering on me and Nate. And last like, time, <laughs> Steve won the wheel for the top five, though. That was awesome. Um, all right. Uh, we'll wrap it up with our part one here with uh the Celtics sweep, sweep just the fucking domination of the Nets. It was just, it was. It was glorious. Got oh, to have, see the first two games the in Boston. The, the Kyrie theatrics with the fans. Hilarious to see. But what was even better? Then he was just non-existent. Through the game whole three and four. Where was he? Where was Nowhere. he? No Brooklyn. Nowhere. And Brooklyn. And Brooklyn as a fan base should just, just crawl into a ball and just it's like... It's like 40% Celtics fans there. Gross. Um... But just absolute pitiful, pitiful performance uh, by Kyrie. I, I mean, KD, poor KD. I mean, I almost had more respect for him because the guy's just it's getting he's, mauled he's by our guy defense. out there. Oh, I they, fucking loved every it. single every single time loved he got love the ball, too. every single time he passed the ball, he's getting one forearm to the midsection or mm-hmm. uh, to the upper body. It's it was like awesome. His his skin and bones that he is. Can't take that much. It's a lot of beating. Scotty, and I love it. I loved it. Every Tatum, bit of it. Tatum's pretty young. Well, dude, too, I mean, so. you also got to remember, like, <clears throat> KD's been in the league for 15 years, and he's had two major injuries. Like, not everyone's LeBron James. Like, at some point, these guys, they're not going to be able to play anymore. Not saying no. KD's not going to be able to play anymore, but that's what I'm saying. In this with, game, like, they're able to attack him differently. You know what MB I mean? They're is- just pressure him defensively so hard knees, knees and back are shot he's not going to be a like a long player in the nba like uh, like not knee, to his, his body form, just but he can last a long time but he also sits out a fucking shitload of games wish you would but say Giannis over the, LeBron, the best part about this whole series is yes 
Jason Tatum was, was an absolute dog. Dog. And Jason, I mean, Jalen Brown, I mean, a stud. But the contributions from the supporting cast, Marcus Smart, Peyton Al Kitcher. Horford. Al Horford. Allie Diesel. I mean, the guy Grant went Williams. From, Grant guy, Williams. Guy, guy last baller. year went from sitting on the bench for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And now he's playing pivotal role for the Celtics in, in the playoffs. Yeah, he's doing awesome. Killing it. Uh, Peyton Pritchard. I mean, that, that guy. Dog. I, I, Dog. I, I was saying early in the air, I'm like, Peyton Pritchard. And they weren't even playing him. Like, the first the first 30 games of the season, Peyton Pritchard barely played a fucking minute. Right. Any, and then they finally kind of got hurt. And they sucked. And then they he started getting more minutes. And look what you know, they're fucking uh, winning games. And he played a lot more last year, too. And I thought he was He nice played a lot year. last year. Played a lot last year. And think about who the Celtics have on the bench now. It's like they don't have Neesmith anymore. They don't have Ojale. They don't have uh, Langford. Yeah, their bench, though, is nice. Because fucking well, they're all contributing well. Right. Derek right. White and we're talking about the well. Derek, We're talking about Derek White. We're talking about... Uh, Rob Williams coming off but the bench. It's fucking awesome. We, I mean, in fucking terms of right. like the Celtics were a little deeper. I would say the Celtics looked deep on paper, but uh, I mean, we had a lot of guys coming off the bench previously. Yeah. So we got fucking Milwaukee coming up next. Obviously, pretty pumped to see this now. Obviously, we. It, every game was close with Brooklyn. I mean, it definitely felt like a tough series. We had to grit out a lot of those games. Even though we were up by, like, five to ten points, I feel like, most of the time when we were playing at Brooklyn, which was nice. But And it felt like you were going to win those games. But still was a tight series. But now we got Milwaukee, totally different test. It's going to be interesting to see how they try to, you know, play defense on Giannis. And I think they're going to – do something similar to what they did with Durant, just ro- rotate a lot of guys on them. You know, the Celtics are wicked lanky. Uh, Al Horford, again, is fucking long as shit. So, long I mean, shit. his wingspan is insane. I bet he guards fucking Giannis a lot. Hands. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they'll probably rotate a couple other guys on him, like Tatum and Brown and Smart and all the other dudes. But I don't the thing know. I'll say about Middleton's Milwaukee, out. Though, Middleton's out. So that's huge. A huge. Big. Huge. That's big. Huge. He always that's fucking a, tortures us. Always. Another thing to my point is right Steve, here. It's they've actually like shown that his stats against Boston it's are crazy. like better than his average stats against the rest of the league. But him like, in the playoffs last year. And the play him in the playoffs last year was unbelievable. That was like, nuts. Huge contributor to their championship run. Yeah. Which I'll say is like this Milwaukee team is not the same Milwaukee team of last year. They lost uh, multiple guys and um, Milton's out. So I, you know, I just, I just think shut down one guy. Exactly. Drew Holiday, let Drew Holiday kill you. I, I mean, and just the guy can only do like Seth Curry and freaking uh, Brown, what they did to us. Let them, right. Let the role players do what they do. Just shut down Giannis. They'll make, they're going to score some Allen, open baskets, but then they're going to miss a lot of shots. You know, and Gra- Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton and whoever else they have, players, I will they can't guard. Not all of them can guard Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And uh, I just think they're going to have a hard time guarding them. And I know they're, they're usually a good defensive team, but I think ultimately, I think. The Celtics offense, surprisingly, is better than Milwaukee's offense. So, and I just think we're the best defensive team in the league right now. And without and Middleton, I don't think we're in right. a soft lock. And uh, another thing is that, can't forget, uh, Milwaukee rested a bunch of people just to make sure that they would lose a game against, I forget who they played, just so they can play the Bulls in the first round and not the Nets like the Celtics did. So, not that that like adds any allure, but now they gave the Celtics the home seed in this playoffs. So if this goes to game seven, we get game seven in Boston. That's going to be a huge factor. Electric factory. Right. So home court advantage is always key in the fucking NBA. I love E-Maze. I love that. E-Maze quote where he's like, we're not running from anybody. Stand straight. We're not a track team. They know their identity. 
they know their identity is on defense, and it's fun to watch this hard-nosed defensive team I try to battle. I like the physical awesome. the physicality is it's awesome. awesome. It's great. As long awesome. as the you know the refs stay kind of consistent with their calls and let them play a little rough. Scott Foster's not on the so good. Court. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Fun to watch though. Do we want to touch on anything? Uh, I'll touch on this uh uh off of the Celtics for the NBA playoffs, but Trey Young, you guys see his stats? Train wreck. Uh, 30 turnovers. More turnovers than baskets. Yeah, that's a that's a tough. entire series. Train wreck. So he had 10 turnovers in game two. Ten. He averaged five a game. Or six a game, sorry. Averaged six a game over the series. Five games. And they what? went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, right? Yeah, they did. Peak too early. Yeah, uh, I feel I like that the, that gives the, you like uh weird confidence the next year that you can do anything as long as you just make the playoffs. And obviously that didn't pay off. But I think the heat, I think a lot of I think we may be sleeping on the heat as well. I think the heat might be I'm a not little, sleeping on the I'm heat. not sleeping. I'm on not the sleeping heat. on the heat. All right, good. I know, how, the I know how good their defense is. The heat are tough too. They they are play tough tough I think defense. we'll see them. And the Eric Spolstra is obviously I a do. great coach. I agree. That's I think it's gonna be us in the heat. That's going to be a juggernaut series. If but they're going to get kind of lucky because now focus on the Bucks. Embiid's, Embiid's out. His hand, he fucking tore ligaments in his hand. And uh guy can't even fucking shake people's hands. They're fucked. Uh, aren't they going game six? Right. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia's winning. Right now, Philadelphia's right? winning by 30 with three minutes to go. So oh. Oh. Philadelphia's going to win. Okay. But the Suns are at the start of the fourth quarter and they're tied with the Pelicans or they're down one to the Pelicans. So that game could be, Dude, going, I would love to be going to game seven that series. I that'd think be that'd wild. be hilarious. Without Devin Booker. But again, uh, back to our point like last week that we made about how the fucking NBA playoffs take forever. I mean, Sunday at one, come on. Make this that a Saturday game. Make that this a Saturday sucks. game. I know. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Bro? At 1 o'clock, too. Saturday game. I don't need to see this. I want to be golfing on Sunday. There's a lot of people in church at 1 o'clock on Sunday, man. They got to pray, okay? Exactly. Think about the people on the West Coast. Assholes. It's fucking 10 a.m. on the West Coast. They're on fuck church. you, Adam Silver. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Fuck okay? you. This is, should be a primetime game. Any breaking news of the past draft yet? Nothing yet. No, I will say I'm kind of tight that uh, Jacksonville <laughs> took that dude uh, from Georgia because I would Ray, rather Trayvon, them see uh, the take the guy from Michigan Hutchinson or whatever. Aiden, uh, Aiden. But whatever um, you know, the Jaguars stay doing Jaguars things. All right, we'll sure. uh, we'll move on from our NBA playoffs talk. Uh, I guess we'll talk about this new Miley album. That's fucking fire. First fire. Of all, fire. If first of all, if Steve you, if brought us on to it. You're a hater of Miley Cyrus. You should just stop, stop listening. Stop right listening. Now. We don't support you. And Walk we don't out the door. Listen. We don't want you listening to this podcast if you don't like her. Write JP um, a letter. Because he needs something you, to wipe his ass, with. ass with. You know, I know she's had her ups and downs, but she has always had a good voice. And you can't debate that. And um uh, uh She's guess, great at like covering over songs, which is pretty uh, this, much a lot this of this album. album. This album is uh, more, I would say, live centric. So she's got a lot of a lot yeah. of songs that are live. Um, you know, the audience is involved. Basically, um, the whole thing. <laughs> no, authentic, pretty real. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Um, but it also is like more of like a rocker, rocker side of her, which she's always kind of pulled off. I think. Um, and I'm not surprised that she has produced an album like this. And she is killing it right now. Wasn't well, she also opening up for like Green Day in this? Dude, that would be like the coolest concert to go That'd see. Sick. See Miley perform this whole thing and then fucking see Green Day come out. That'd be insane. Be dumb. Um, but I think some consensus on songs that we are us three liked. Uh so like a prayer, definitely. Uh, Definitely go listen to that. I mean, listen yeah. to that about a thousand times. They're all the boys, bangers. She kills it. I know the boys said uh, the Wrecking Ball kind of remix 
I haven't listened to that one yet. It's number but... 19. It's down there. Oh, the uh, crowd, what? the crowd, it's number 19 on the album. Uh, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I was saying. But fucking the climb, dude. The fans go crazy for that. I, I mean, nice. I don't. I don't I don't love the climb. I love the it's climb. so good when it's live too. It's great. The climb, the climb is like an all-time show, all-time song for me. I mean, I love the climb. Like I'll listen to our generation. Time. If that's on, I'll fucking just keep it on. Uh, seven things are a classic by her. Uh kind of from her Hannah Montana days, but fucking dude another bang. Right off the stop, dude. We can't stop times whatever else. Oh yeah, had. yeah. That song's kind of that song's lit too. Yeah. I got the, um, she slows it. She slows that down too. And she yeah, kills it. it's fucking sick. She brings on the part with Wiz in twenty three. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I didn't listen Jolene. to that one either. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. We is had it. a whole debate about that, but we didn't yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it is what it is. But preferably, I mean, if you, you know, <laughs> want to go see some authenticity, go look at her YouTube version of. Jolene cover the backyard sessions. The backyard again. Go listen to her. The backyard clear, right, clear as day voice singing through the microphone. Edited, but it's fantastic stuff. Steve, she's, uh, she's a queen. She's a queen. Steve, do you like uh, Edge of Midnight? I don't think I've I feel like that, that one's one. pretty decent. And I forget what music she has a song playing in the background that. Oh, Midnight Sky remix. Oh, it's just like. Just like the way we oh, go, sing, sing the song. That's why oh, we yeah. sing it. She sings Who over that song. She sings oh, over that song, yeah. and it's tight. And JP, she really one, does like the rocker chick in that one. That yeah, one's no, sick. Like that song. No, sick. like even like in like a prayer, like in the beginning where she just like. I might listen to the whole album. After like <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not the same. It's fantastic. Just go listen to the album. It's fire. Or you can uh, go follow her on TikTok, and her videos are fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> if you have a TikTok, there you go. There you go. You if you don't, TikTok. you can still do it. I think you can just first follow us. Really, you can um, just go on Google. Plus, she enjoys extracurriculars. I'm pretty sure she she, she smokes a pot. Invests in it. Well, she was um, saying in a couple songs that she does. <laughs> she was, I like she was like talking a couple of songs about it. She anyways. has one song called "High." <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, you're talking about a lot of shit, a lot of interesting stuff, but I maybe next week I love we'll, fucking great. Awesome. We'll, great. we'll come I back with some, some new bangers to listen to from her uh, on this album. So that's an episode, episode 76. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Well, one thing that is hot, I think a lot of people are watching dedicated listeners. It's just going to get better down the road. This was another episode of the Backpack Club podcast. Make sure you drop that like, drop that subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. We're on Apple Music, all the above platforms, baby. Let's get it going. You know what I like to listen to sometimes? Is Coldplay. She was just a girl. She expected the world, but it flew away from her reach. So she ran away in her sleep. Dream of para, para, paradise, para, para.
Peace.